Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of Three In, Three Out. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me out on the Twitterverse at Clinton Bond. I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Find him out on Twitter at Seahawkers Pod. And Brandon, we are slip sliding away, Brandon. We are slip sliding away. We all we, we all probably know the uh, the Paul Simon great 50 ways to leave your lover. Well, Brandon, at two and five, this feels like 50 ways to lose our luster, my man. I'm not feeling not feeling so good about it right now. Uh, I, I see. I thought, I'm glad you made that connection and not Pete Carroll as our lover. That was uh, <laughs> that was going to be awkward. Well, you know what? Like it, most most evenings for a what is it, 70 years old now, <laughs> yeah. right? So mo- most evenings, Pete Carroll. Wait, is, Pete is, Carroll uh, is 70 years old. I have never heard that before. Never heard that. And and, and uh, yeah, and 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 Jimmy Graham played basketball, <laughs> right? So never hear these things. Uh, so. But, you know, most evenings, I'd say, uh, or, or day games for that matter, as a 70-year-old man, Pete's, Pete's a, you know, he's a healthy, strapping, strapping 70. Did you see great. how he threw that gum on the sideline? If that's not an in, and because oh, the, the list of ins is going to be short, that it, has to be yeah. an in, right? Pete, uh, Pete was looking was looking rough. And I, he was looking like like Mickey in, you know, in the, the end of Rocky to Mickey, you know, like it's, uh, he was, he, he was having a, he was having a bad hair day. He was, he was chomping on that gum. His, he had, he had his gums flaring out on, on a couple of, we'll talk a little bit about refs, but you know, Pete didn't have a good, good look day and our Seahawks, Brandon, we didn't have a good night day because I, I, I rewatched the game and I boiled down the ins and the outs and we'll get into them. The macro was just yet another one where it's like, boy, oh boy, did we find ways to not win this game? We found a lot of them, and I don't think any (laughs) of them, them, just about, I think just about every way. Yeah. And, you know, just to go back to the commentary on how Pete Carroll looked, I, I think a big part of that was they had the graphic of Pete looking his usual self and getting hit by fish down at Pike Place. And then they cut to him immediately after that. And it was like, oh, my gosh, did Pete age like 20 years from that graphic? He, like, I'm telling you, man, he, he was, uh, you know, he was Burgess Meredith as as the as the penguin himself. But but, you know, later Mickey years and he just he literally looked and I'm not trying to pick on a man because, you know, hey, at, at some point uh, hey, you know, we're, we're going to get there eventually. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Some days I don't look, if I get to 70 and I'm coaching the Seahawks, huzzah, I've, I've, uh, it's finally happened for me. I was just mad that with the whole Pike Place animation graphics that they had the little details about the Kraken, but Pete's animated guy is not, you know, slapping back uh, the four pack of, of the, the, the the standard pink, the straight you gotta, pink. Yeah. You gotta have the He's straight not, pink four pack or either in his pocket or chewing it. I didn't see it in the pocket. No. He certainly wasn't chewing it. He's just getting berated by, uh, by, by cold fish. So, big, big whiff. Which, which kind of felt like this game <laughs> going back to the game, just getting slapped with cold fish because that's what this felt like. So, so that's we'll what get... you're in for people. You're going to yeah, get slapped yeah. with cold fish some more in this episode. Yeah. Exactly. Stay tuned. And we, we, we had to rewatch it. I don't know about, about you, 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 poor yeah, you, you, wa- that, you, you went, rewatched it. I, yeah, I, we, I had to rewatch it. I went back and put, put myself through this. So we've got the ins, we've got the outs. We'll get to them already. We got from the flock coming up later. Lots of great contributions. Saw some new people out on Twitter as well. It was, I, I would say it was fun, but this game wasn't all that fun. It wasn't that fun. Uh, there were moments, there were moments, and we'll get into some of those. 
but we don't win. We got to start with an out. Why don't we hop on over to it, Brandon, and just face the music? What do you say? Ugh, okay. All right. So there's there were a lot. This was the thing. On the rewatch, there was there's going to be so much stuff that we don't talk about. And it's going to be like, oh, wow, I can't believe you didn't, you didn't discuss this as one of an out. There's a lot of that. And there's some on the inside, too, but more on the outside. Um, but I tried to stick with some that really, really kind of stood out to me. So it is seven nothing Seahawks. We're up quarter one, 415 uh, left in the quarter. And it's second and 10. We're at, we're at our own 30 yard line. What I don't understand is that when we run tight end screens or screens, they take an hour and a day to develop. We fool nobody and we almost perpetually lose yardage on our screen game. It's, it's not a rust thing. This is, this is a, this is a Seahawks thing apparently. And then just watching. And then the, the flip side of this being three and three out, this is still the out is our inability to screen. And then watching when the saints screened against us, I'm fooled. I'm like, Oh crap, we're going to get to him. And then it's, it's out of Jameis's hands in two seconds. And, and it's a 25 yard going, game. Yeah. If to Trapman or Kamara and they are, they're gone and they've got their blockers and Dunlap is at, you know, at Jameis's ankles and I'm, I'm off the couch thinking we got a sack coming. So Brandon, I have no idea if you could pinpoint what takes so long, but for me, it's just like every screen we try to run takes forever to try and execute. I don't know what the wrong is, but it's certainly an out. Yeah, I I just wonder if maybe they got lucky that one time with Gino in against the Rams because yeah. he, they they ran it once successfully and and I was thinking okay maybe this is a Gino thing he's able to do it maybe it's a Russ thing he struggles with it no it's the entire team and that was one thing again I I go back to you know, on the Seahawkers podcast a couple of weeks ago Adam was saying that. We're going to know a lot about this team over the next couple of weeks. And I do feel like we're getting to know this team. And uh, there's a lot that they're not good at. That's, that's, that's a way. That's a way of putting it for sure. And, uh, and just to talk about this for a second, you know, there's, there's a ton of that coming down on Pete. And, you know, the, the regime has got to end. That, that's the new thing, right? Not that it's new. Now it's, at, now it's at its peak. It's been simmering for years for some and certainly throughout the uh, the last, let's say, eighteen months for many, and now it's at its like its boiling point of like this 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 administration's got to go. We have to have a a sea change. And then there's still that part of me that goes because this is not an out. There's still that part of me that goes, yeah. And if our kicker makes a few field goals, we 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 get we do what we had to do. Like with a game where we don't have Russ, where it's friggin' pouring, we win the game. <laughs> we 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 win this ugly ugly crappy game so uh there's that part of me that's still like yeah for all you know or or like hey we got to run the ball better and we come out versus that second half versus, versus pittsburgh and we run it down their freaking throats you know so it's there's there's still that part to me that goes i don't know that it's that it's all pete i don't know how you're feeling yet well it definitely i understand the reasons for the finger pointing toward the coaches because without russ this just emphasizes those issues even more and so talent level being an issue, you can point to the general manager. You know, why why is this team look so bad, especially the offensive line looks so bad when you have Kyle Fuller in there in a center position you didn't address in the offseason? 
You know, not making the switch to Ethan Posick, which I don't think does you much good, if any. Jamarco Jones is he's backup quality, but you aren't then making the changes that you would need to make on the offense to account for the fact that you have two backup caliber players in the middle of your offensive line. And it uh, it is showing in how the team performs and they're not taking any extra chances, which you would think without your backup quarterback that you you wouldn't be trying to play it so close because Pete has shown us that he'll play these you know field goal difference games and they've just been on the wrong side of it now three out of three times. Yeah, it's 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 break it's breaking bad and we talked about like hey you know after a while you can only you can only say you know it's a game we could have won and should have won for so long because when you I don't, don't know if they should have won this one like they oh, had they, one long they, touchdown to DK and. I, yeah, yeah, you but, said but a couple of missed field goals, but you know one of those was a really long field goal. Okay, that's that's fine and all, but there was also other you know other times we're, we're driving and we just we just shoot ourselves in the foot, or New Orleans gets you know gets a chance to just keep on driving the ball for for myriad reasons too. So I at, at the very least I thought this was a, again a very winnable game. Um, I had as an honorary out because there's so many damn outs to talk about. You mentioned Fuller already, so we could just hit that real quick. It was just, you know, when Demario Davis just took over, took over the game and decided I'm fourth quarter was his and that was just dominated. Fuller looks so bad. He just looks so by the end of that game. And again, it's usually a guard center combo. Like one of them could help the other out. We've talked about that quite a bit. So you you hit you hit on Jamarco Jones being there too. But man, oh man, like there was three or four, maybe five times in the last 15 minutes of the game, 20 minutes of the game, where all you saw was like Fuller you know, turned around full, fully facing Gino. It's like that. That's always, yeah. Bad. You do not want to be facing <laughs> this <laughs> completely turned around. It's like, you got hurt that bad again. So it was, um, it was rough. I know that's a long out. There are some wins, believe it, believe it or don't. Let's get to some of the positives. Let's do it. Are, are there some? There okay, are. We'll, I got we'll, three. We'll, I got three. Okay. We'll find out. I promise you. Okay. So there are, there were, <laughs> I just, you know, there were some good things here. So one of the one of the things I liked, this one's going to be, I think, uh, controversial because I think people could see it, could see the other side of it. And I think as Seahawks fans, we have seen the other side of it break the wrong way. But in this case, I liked it probably because it worked, to be honest. Uh, and because, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And because <laughs> I also like the idea of of the, you know, the, the gainsmanship, the, 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 the using the mental aspect to try to do something different. This is 7 nothing. Uh, Seattle, Q1, 554. We already had the long DK touchdown where, where he beats Lattimore. They put the punt at the one-yard line, and DK is goading Lattimore. Lattimore had, for all intents and purposes, a bad game. He took two, you know, two 15-yard uh, personal fouls, and in that particular instance, that's what got us you know, off the one-yard line. Right. We went from like the one-and-a-half to the whatever, 16-and-a-half to the 17. And it was DK just doing these mental, like Hanson brother style slap shot things that goaded their best player um, to the point where Lattimore could have been, could have been ejected for the types of, you know, throws he was, he was putting on DK. So I like, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that I think he knew that there was something else that he had to do or somebody had to do to try and move the ball because, because of what they had there. So at least I could tip the, the cap to DK and say, I think he was trying something there and he baited Lattimore multiple times. It worked. 
if you can use your powers strategically, DK, then this is these are the times to use it when you're backed up and on the one yard line. And yeah, he just threw a block that was I, I, I haven't gone back to see if it was at the whistle or right after the whistle, but it definitely uh, was not expected by Lattimore. Oh, and yeah. so he retaliated. And uh, yeah, he was it was Lattimore that got, got caught. DK didn't. And yeah, if, if those are the kinds of plays that if you're setting something up for that, for those particular moments, yeah, that helps out the team. And I, you know, I didn't go back and watch, you know, meaning like um, any press conferences or did people ask if he if he knew Lattimore has a short fuse or anything like that? No, I but, don't think DK spoke at the press conference after after the gotcha. game. But and the fact is, you got two alphas. You got you got two alphas. It, you know, this is this is Megalodon and Godzilla. Like you know, let them fight. This is going to happen. Kong versus Godzilla, if you will. Um, and you know, you, you can't you can bait you can bait that person like that. So it was just interesting. And yeah, he jacks him. Like meaning DK jacks Lattimore. Whether that again right at the whistle or not, like he pops him and pops him really good. And it looks right around the edge of legal. And then he goats him. So, uh, you know, again, I think DK was probably in the mindset of, I got to try a few things here, you know, especially we're at the one yard line. I've got to get in this guy's head. Um, From the flock section later, I think there's a call out about DK kind of shedding the ghost of, you know, not being able to go up against number one corners. So if anything, good year for that so far. So that's, that's, see, you said, are there any ins, Brandon? Maybe it's question. (laughs) Yeah, I found found one so far. I'll I'll take it. So this is the encapsulation of, I think a lot of people have been talking about this one. And, you know, the bottom line is we gave up 13 points. We should have won the game, in my opinion, again. I still think we should have won the game. We gave up 13 points. Um, The challenge was that with two minutes and 30 seconds to go in the first half, we gave them a touchdown without, without ever challenging their best player. And I know a lot of people are talking about this, and that's, you know, on three and three out, typically we try to stay away from that. But I did go back and watch it. Um, you know, there's five completions on that drive. One's to Troutman. The other four are, of course, to Kamara. Uh, Kamara. And, all, and all he does is just get out of the, you know, he's, he's whatever, seven yeah. yards back. Jameis so. had to complete like an, an eight-yard pass each time. He runs a few yards forward turns around nobody's on him every single time one time Jameis drops the snap that's the touchdown and he when he catches it he's got he's got room to run the touchdown I think it's Neil so I'm going to give Neil the 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 uh, out here Neil is not only seven yards off but he's also like multiple yards like away horizontally you know so if you if I don't know how to do the math on the fly there but he's probably a good 12 yards <laughs> distance from him he's seven yards deep so i just don't get how how that was allowed the the entire way down the field um i'll even just stop there it's like five receptions it was only six six positive plays one was a Jameis run troutman uh first down four dinks to camara for a touchdown with no, no no chance of stopping it at any point uh i don't know how your what was your frustration level like at that point seeing as we led the entire half, but I was, I was 
I was pretty pissed at that point, Brandon. This is, I think, where the frustration goes toward Pete. It goes toward Ken Norton Jr. Because the players, we saw the players when they were, the players are good. They, they played well, I thought, against the Saints. Yeah. This, to me, seemed totally unnecessary because going into this game, Pete said it was obvious what they needed to do. They needed yeah. to stop Alvin Kamara. And so for them to lose track of him for an entire drive, it to me was inexcusable. And as far as the coaching staff went and in the two minute drill, right? Like where, like, you know, the, and listen, Traquan Smith, Traquan Smith looked horrible when you're getting chewed out by Jameis and Jameis is right. I mean, Traquan Smith looks so bad. He stopped running on that one route. He had the, the play where he unfortunately ends up busting Marquise's Blair kneecap on the PI. He was a horrible receiver. Callaway was okay. Um, they had nothing. You know, they, they, so in a two-minute drill, they, they let them march right down the field. But other times in the game, they didn't allow that. They didn't, they didn't like just give it up. It wasn't that Kamara didn't get more. Our run, our run defense was freaking awesome. Like, not even, not, not like, okay, our run defense was stout all day long. We let them do the one thing at the, especially at the one time where it was very obvious about the one play that they could run over and over. I, I'm with you. That's, that's gotta be coaching. Well, gotta and be. Pete even said in his interview with 710, if, if you're going to double a guy, there's something that you have to give up. And I understand that. Yes, there's sure. something that you have to give up. So you, you end up having to go one-on-one -on -one with receivers. You, or you know what? Maybe you only rush three and you put a dude out on Camara when he's leaking out uh, out of the backfield. Like I and then that way there's two guys there. I, I just don't understand how you can lose track of that guy in that moment and allow him to be the guy that takes him down on the field. And yeah, and the Seahawks still had time after they got the ball back. That was a disaster if they got the ball after they got the ball back. And one of the things about coaching, and, and I'm, I'm, I have been a, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am near a Pete Carroll apologist at this point because, because I haven't changed my position, but, but the windows have shifted, right? Like the, the windows of up, the, the, the tide has gone so far to one way that me kind of being where I, kind of, I think I always was and am, I'm an outlier now. Like I, I've been shifted into apology territory, though I'm not. <laughs> and one of the things like I can look at is like, what is Bill Bell? If, if, if somebody says, hey, what's the one thing Bill Belichick will do with every single game plan? What is oh, yeah. take, take their one guy away. That's it. Like he will make sure. But I, we know what Pete's thing is. Pete's thing is culture keep it in front of you. Well, well, and, well culture, uh, sure. Yeah. But that that and keep it. In front I mean, of you. I mean, the thing that he front. does well, uh, you know, oh, the, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we talked about it for weeks. This team's not this team's still not giving up. Uh, and I don't expect they will, to be honest. I, I just don't think they're going to which is a testament, um, but it's going to be like the, the late, great Yogi Berra said, it's, it's getting late early. So, so that's another out for me, man. That was just that, another long was, out. It's a long out. It's a, it's a long season. Hit that button. This one could be short because it's kind of a singular Because play. it's an in. Yes. <laughs> it's a yeah. <laughs> true fact. All right. That's funny. All right. 10-7, quarter three, about 12.05 to go. We're moving the ball a little bit. We're kind of, kind of like we started, at, I think, at like our 10, something like that. It's after a punt. And we're moving the ball a bit. We're, we're, we're mustering a, a little things here and there. 
and we run this beautiful little uh, jet sweep to, to Everett, right? And out on the edge is Uncle Will. And Uncle Will just picture-perfect textbook seal block out on one of the, I think one of the, uh, the corners out there. And I think it's actually, might be Davis. I think it might have been Davis, around yeah. Oh, that came, and act, yeah. And makes the tackle, He got the tackle, yeah. Yeah, and you can see Everett's pissed off. Everett, like, I think realizes he was about to run into, you know, two or three Saints. It wasn't like he was going to take it much, much further. But I, you could tell if you watch the play, Everett gets up and kind of slams the ball back down and not, not in a happy way. Yeah, he was not, ready to blow up a defensive back. Exactly, exactly, because he had a head of steam. So he was, he was like, okay, dude, I am going to at least make you look stupid on national television and blow you back three or four yards. And he didn't get that chance. And you could tell he was visibly upset. Um, again, we, Demar- Demario Davis literally took over the game. He was the best player on the field, and, and it showed. However, I love the play. I love the play. I love the play call. And then when it comes down to it, you know, execution is our currency in life, right? You got, you got to execute. Will, Di- Will Disley, that is the perfect block. It was actually a well-timed call. It looked quick, and Everett ran it well. And I like the fact that he was actually pissed that he didn't get a chance to you know, maybe show up on Kyle Brandt's angry runs if, if he if he had gotten that opportunity. So quick in. Don't know, I don't know if that one stood out to you as well. It, it did stand out to me, and it would lead me down a path of another long out if I talk much more <laughs> about this because I just want more. I want more of that. I, can we have more of that? Oh yeah, I hear you. I think we might talk a bit, a little bit about uh, a little bit about the other stuff on this upcoming out here. All right, let's get to it. Okay, we are moving right along here. So we are on to the last out. Thank, thank the maker. Um, so this get one ready for, me, for man, a twenty-minute last out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's this is one of those outs where there's actually seventeen outs and it goes for an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, bear with us, people. But it's it's ten seven uh, quarter three, about three twenty seven to go in the game uh, in the quarter. And I'll preface it with the question, Brandon. When did we look like a better offense? When Rashad Penny was on the field or when Alex Collins was on the field? That That's not a legitimate question. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of leading the witness. You know, in this game, it really, I don't know if it mattered much, but... Oh, no, it did. This is why I do implore you to go back and watch. Like, it did matter. But, but go ahead, go ahead. I did ask the question, so I'm, I'm, I'm leading the witness at, at the very least. Yes, I, Alex Collins, to me, is the better back, and he... He's a little more decisive, although I, I didn't I, I did see some indecision from him in this game that I was not too impressed with. But I don't mind Alex Collins getting touches. I do mind when Rashad Penny is getting six touches and DK Metcalf is only being targeted five times. A uh, hundred and a thousand percent, because I know that's that's plausible. You know, the thing here for me, too, was Collins was in the first drive of the game. First drive. Right. Yeah. They got that three and out and talk about indecision. That third down run looked like he, you know, maybe maybe had a gap there. Didn't take it. OK. Collins did not hit the field again until the end of the first half. They put him out for that garbage, that like garbage, you know, uh, whatever. We ended up kneeling it down, whatever right. it was after you know, the, 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 the no the no chance stuff. So so he played, you know, in reality, one drive in the first half. Then he doesn't hit the field until six minutes to go, six thirty to go. In quarter three, doesn't hit the field till then, and we were, we moved the ball a lot 
we got first downs with Collins in the game. We moved the ball. A lot I remember this because we were in the Discord going, Jesus, Collins hurt. Yeah, well, he must why, be hurt. He must why be is hurt. He not on the field. So, so this is all leading up to it. This is, but then we get into that that hole where we just run Collins, right? And it's and it's ten to seven, quarter three, three twenty seven. This is the third and two from shotgun where we like we ran Collins, I think two times, and then Geno Smith, us, uh, you know, had the QB sneak. Yeah, he got that on third down. Then we ran Collins two more times. It's like, all right, we're in third and two. And, and it I was really, it was more back. like a yard and a half, but yeah. Yeah, it yeah was... exactly. It was. They, they marked this third and two. I had it on third and one, and I actually crossed that out of my thing when I rewatched it. You're right. So they go into the shotgun, into what we, you know it's going to be a, a read option draw. You know, everybody's watching it. And you see like Demario Davis and others like pointing, like, just like, be like, we're going to crash down on this. And all year long, I've been like, man, every, Going back to last year, when we run that play from shotgun and we have no threat whatsoever of a quarterback keep, you get what you get. They just, they just, all you have to do as a defender is just crash down on, on the dude from all sides. It's exactly what happened. And then we, we're putting the ball again. And the cornerback, number 22, he's taking like a shuffle step to the right because he's biting on the draw because he was correct. And I'm like, damn, dude, if we just pull the ball down one time, Gino's got, I'm not saying he's got, you know, not saying it's a cakewalk, but Gino's going to get those two yards, that yard and a half easily, easily. So it was just this culmination of, of shrinking, not putting the ball in the air over and over and over again. And a third and two from the shotgun, third and two read option draw, which there was no read option. It was just, it was a straight draw. We knew it was coming. That was to me. I, 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 at that point, I was like, I think we lost this game right then and there, man. It, it felt like the low point of the game, and then on the very next drive was the Troutman fumble, and it's a gift that's yeah. given back to us. Ugh. And then they run it three straight, well, two straight times again, and then an incomplete pass, and end up. Then they're able to kick the field goal, and fortunately, he, he did make that one. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, okay, let's go. We got the turnover. This is the time. And then, yeah, the momentum, it just, it seemed like the time. And I guess this is still, this would have been outworthy for me too, is that, okay, maybe they're thinking you're going to go for the, you know, first down kill shot. And, mm. and so you just want to run it to, to throw them off on second down. You got to go for it. You got, you have run it eight straight times. You have got to run play action there and, and try for the kill shot. Again, like last week, we talked about we earned the right to run it more like against the Steelers and it disappeared later in the game. This game, play action was, you know, kind of non-existent. There just no. wasn't a lot of play action. And, you know, I know the stat line for Collins doesn't look great at 2.2, but he also had a bunch of uh, a plethora where he lost yardage, which I know, like, I know, I understand how averages work. I get that. <laughs> but there were a lot of times where, he should have lost three. He got two. He would. He should have been tackled for you know zero. He got three or four. Like he actually ran the ball pretty well. So it was it was just annoying. We set we set it up so we could take a shot or two. You know one that's definitely not an out. But Tyler Lockett, he's not very involved right now. But he drops that one down down the sideline. I know that's a tough play, but we've seen Lockett make those now for how many years? Five six years straight. It's like that dude comes down with that ball. So it just, um, yeah, man, I'm with you. And I suppose, I mean, 
we saw Gino drop back and then take a sack. And if he did it in that situation, then, you know, they're outside field goal range again. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and again, I get, I get it all. I understand like we, we actually could have won this stupid game in a stupid way and just survived because that's all we had to do is like, just get the freaking W go figure, figure it out versus Jacksonville and go get Russ back like that. That was all the game plan was. But again, we found ways to 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 take that away from ourselves. Yeah, it was the very next drive in in the fourth quarter when they had the ball again that Gino got sacked on third and yes. eleven and then made it fifty three instead. You know, it, oh, absolutely. maybe that's a and makeable that that, that one they blow right through Fuller too, like right. right right through. Like that one was actually there were other ones where I was like, oh Gino, oh Gino. That one I think is one where like he's just he just had no shot, shot. Yeah. no shot. That's the one Fuller's just completely turned turned around to us. I'm like, how is this possible? So, so it's, 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 circled back around to give Fuller the <laughs> last out of the triple out of the yeah. third out. Yeah, let's let's get so we get so man. This is becoming a crappy habit because when we win, we we know what we do. I'm not going to curse it, but when we're, we lose, we get to finish with an in. But it's 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 bittersweet. But I do have one more in, so let's let's get to it. Then we got the from the flock, which is at least at least uh, somewhat fun and witty. So we got one more in. So it's seven nothing late Q two. This is uh, four fifty to go, and I'm gonna preface this by a little bit of complaining about these referees. I understand the Marquise Blair penalty. Um, I don't want to see that penalty called in the moment, uh, not just because I'm a Seahawks fan, but because I actually think he got his shoulder where it had to be. Now I get it. He also hit him a little in the head, and that's an automatic whatever. The the one I'm going to quarter two four fifty to go. So you could probably understand where the in's going to go. I do want to say that at quarter to 1230 to go, 1230 was the DJ Reed penalty when they, when they, when they stopped him on third down where they called PI on DJ Reed at 1230 to go in quarter two, the same drive is what we're talking about here. Right. So that was a long two, drive, four, eight, eight minutes. The refs, I mean, again, we, yes, can we, can we stop them another time? Yes, we almost did. There was other, there was other, <laughs> they there had multiple fourth and ones that they could have Cor- stopped them on. Correct. Correct. So, so I, I understand. And one where they happen. false started and they didn't call Co- it. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. On that, on that play where Adams is pointing to the guy like, yeah, they both jumped no call, but the refs effectively gave them eight minutes, a- a- eight minutes, which is just crazy. But we're down at the goal line now. It's that second and goal play. So the next play, just to cement your memory, is Jordan Brooks making the the tip, mm-hmm. the tip in the end zone to uh, you know either prevent a touchdown or potentially a Jamal Adams drop. We we don't know. We don't know how that how that would have played <laughs> out. But he makes a great play. The play right before that is you know they're marching at this point. Is it's Bobby Puna Woods and even Cody Barton like busting through the line and stopping Kamara deep to then make it third down. They get the, the Brooks, and then, then they have to kick a field goal and make it 7-3. to three. That was a, I mean, given how long they were on the friggin' field and how well we stopped the run throughout the entire game, it was a beautiful, beautiful series and a beautiful play. So I want to give some love to that, that front seven because they sure as heck played well enough to win this football game. Yeah, that uh, I would give that to Puna Ford particularly yeah. for that for that uh, what was it second down where he where yeah. he took he took him down for a tackle for the loss that was after all that I expected that to be a touchdown 
just because the way that they Correct. were going, the way they were moving the ball, and really uh, for Ford and for Brooks to save that from being a touchdown to only being a field goal after, yes, all of the things that happened before that, and all starting with that really lame penalty on DJ Reed. Oh. Man, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that was quite the series. It, it was, and it and it, it just, again, it's, if there's oh, anything, the, are we on the end? And you're depressing me with this in. No, I know, but it's hey, but I was gonna say if there's anything, to, anything to anchor around, is that we're good at stopping the run. This is a good run stuffing team, and we do lead the NFL in third down conversions on, on defense. I, I can't give up. I, it's just not in my nature. I can't. So at two and five to go play Jacksonville before a bye, I could sit here and be like, there's still a path. There's still a path. So I'm not going to give up on the team just yet. So I can anchor around the idea that, yeah, we have played. I know these are not great offenses, but we have played better defense. Flat out, we have played better. We played well enough to win a couple of games. Didn't get it done. Hey, one, one player that's not making the list, and it was tough because it was like some couple of bozo plays that bookended his day. Al Woods, in the middle of the game, had one of his best games I've ever seen him play. He yeah. was phenomenal, phenomenal. And he had that, kind of jumpy off sides at the beginning where he's coming off the sideline that gave him a free first down. And of course he goes off sides on, on a field little attempt. And, uh, you know, Oy vey. like just what, what can you say? But like, that was heartbreaking stuff because old thigh arms played one of the better games I've, I've seen him play in a Seahawks uniform sans two really bad plays. And we turned the final into an out. Well done. Oh, wunderbar. All right, we are on to From the Flock. This is when you get to share your misery with us as well in this two and five season. And it's a lot of fun. People get to, uh, you know, they get to commiserate quickly on the nooks and crannies that you saw throughout the game. And we always like to tell you how the heck you can get involved. And Brandon, I always pass this torch to you because you're good at this. Yeah, if you want to get involved, you can go to patreon.com slash flock and you can Donate $3 a month. You can be a part of our Discord group. We chat on game day. We have a channel just for three in, three out. And that's where we're going to get a lot of our ins and outs for today. But you can also comment on Twitter at Clinton Bond. Use the hashtag 3i3o. And uh, I'm sure we got some of those in here, too. We did. We did get some of those. We got some some uh, Seahawkers pottering of honor. Uh, it was it was a smorgasbord. It was quite nice. Saw a few new names out on Twitter, which is always kind of cool. People saying they love the show. That's always nice. Hey, if you like the show, uh, tell us. If you don't like the show, keep it to yourself. I don't want. I don't. I don't, I don't want. I'm sensitive. They're not listening anymore like by show. now, anyway. <laughs> I hope they are. If you're still listening, <laughs> drop us a line and say I listened. You know, like and uh, I I listened this far and I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all I got with this lousy T-shirt. So. Speaking of, of of lousy, we've got actually we got some great comments from Delwyn from Down Under. The man is from Australia. He has the out. Says out. DK getting aggro against Lattimore. Then he goes in. DK getting away with it. You know, get which is what we talked about. That that was an in for me. So the Aussie calling out the uh, the yin and the yang. That that is DK Metcalf. Josh Dehuman coming in with three ins. Jordan Brooks forcing the field goal. Defense playing tough and Reed and Brown playing tough at cornerback. And yeah, well, Reed Brown and uh, throw in the the Jones in there as well. I thought all the corners played pretty well. And maybe it wasn't just the corners. Maybe the the fact that the wide receivers being bad for the Saints had a little bit to do with it, too. But uh, hey, congrats to the corners. Yeah, it's OK. You know, and Sidney Jones played 
better, right? I mean, there was at least a couple of plays where he was contesting more aggressively, um, yeah. which is good. And I still want to see more Trey Brown. You know, it's still there was still some softness where it's like, ooh, you know, I think Trey Brown might be better than Sidney Jones. And and now at two and five, let's no, we know, play, we know, let's, yeah, he's better. <laughs> let's play the rookie. All right, Car Car. He is it a he or she? Is Car Car he or she? She. Okay, I apologize, Car Car. So she says out that BS taunting call. Yeah, this is the the little flipperoo from Everett as he gets to the sideline. And he tosses a ball to, you know, the dude's chest and gets flagged for 15 yards. Yeah. You know what? Just, I'm fine. I'm fine with with him getting called for it for taunting. But then you got to call it on taunting back with the guy threw the ball back at Everett. I, I suppose I, I would. I'd like to live in a world where both those things are just like, OK, you got you got big ass grown men who, who have, you know, who've been in, a, been in a weight room for 20 years playing a game where they smash each other's heads in. They could, they I, could think, I think tossing a football at somebody. Yeah, that can be one that's overlooked. It should be okay, right? Yeah. He didn't throw the football at him. He, he just no. tossed it at him. It was like rookie of the year floated it. I mean, come on. It was ridiculous. In from Frost to Matt Hasselbeck, that speech has got me hyped up. Dude was my favorite player for so long. I was fired up about this too. I wish they would have sent Matt into the locker room to fire up the team because that speech, if you haven't seen it, you can go to Seahawks.com. And you just, you got to listen to it. The, Matt is so fired up. He gave so much credit to the, the his teammates, to the fans. That would have been fun to be in the stadium and listening to Matt just, just nail that speech. Yeah, I, I was hoping they were going to put him in. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Just like put him back in like at halftime. Like, hey, hey, we got, we got sign him, Matt, sign like, him to his one day contract. And that way, yeah, yeah retire in style. I don't think there's a soul listening to this for those that are, that are left that would argue that Matt Hasselback at that moment would have done any worse, would have done any worse. I he just could have handed it off to Alex Collins eight straight times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. And Hasselback was, was sneaky with the run game. He actually was a pretty good, a pretty good runner, runner of the football as well. So, all right, we got B wags biceps. He's hitting that saying DK in Lattimore's head. I'll double up with car car again. She says in Jamal Adams showing us why we paid him or at least starting to, you know, it's funny. We didn't say Jamal's name at all in these 40 minutes. Probably his, well, I think I'd say his best game of the season so far. Don't know if you have a take on that. Yeah, best game of the season. It was good. I mean, it wasn't bad. So I I think that we've become accustomed to see him making some dumb, dumb mistakes. And I, I, he was all over the field on this one. I, I'd still like to see more, but he was awfully close on getting to Jameis a couple times. Yep. And you had that nice deep uh, breakup when Sidney Jones got beat pretty yeah. easily down the right-hand side. That was a nice play because he was, he was turned to his left, still kind of checking out like that side of the field, realized where it was going. And he closed, he closed on that play and, and knocked it out at the right time. That was, that was a beautiful, you know, I think it was uh, Nathan Ernst, Ernst from the, um, uh, the uh, real Hawk talk gang said that was a very, Earl Thomas esque center field play out there. Yeah, like, the, you know for what? his his change of direction and the speed to get there. Yeah, that was that was yeah. that was his best play. Very nice. Jason Bonnert with the outs. Oh, and Mrs. Jamal Adams comes in and says, "Wahoo!" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jason Bonnert out an entire drive without a pass play. Out Gino taking timeouts. Oh, so many timeouts uh, on a yeah. timeout on a what third and nineteen that you're Dude. not going to convert anyway. Back it up five more yards and and run your third and twenty four play rather than your third and nineteen play. Save the timeout. So my my tweet at that moment was like literally it was like 
I was like, oh, you know, we're taking a timeout on third and 19 just, to, just so we could run the draw. Because we, and by the way, it was a successful draw to Homer. He went for like 14 yards or so, 15 yards, and then we missed a freaking field goal. Anyway, I'm, I'm a little Henri. Out Kyle Fuller, getting his backside handed to him by Davis. In, my wife reminding me to take a deep breath. That's nice. That is nice. We will flip it over to Design Pete's Beach House, Amy in the Discord. She goes out, refs penalizing playing football. Uh, We talked about this, and I I agree. She had an in, said Dunlap, for a great first sack. You know, this this is one of those things. It's like, hey, Jamal likely played, played his best game of the year. I think I think Dunlap did too. I think we saw some of the dudes have been asking for like we need more pressure, we need more consistency. Yeah, we actually got it, and we and and it's just the the idea we lose that game. Yeah, there was That's a it. really weird, unnecessary roughness call. I think when Amy pointed that that penalizing playing football call, it wasn't it wasn't the one on uh, on, Blair, on Blair, but uh, yeah, that was I mean frustrating calls all night. Josh Dehuman out our yeah. tackles and center effectively allowing way too much pressure on Gino and not opening lanes for our running backs. And Hong Kong Hawk put like five outs underneath all these outs. <laughs> he, 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 did, he did what we do in a, in a, in a loss. <laughs> Everything <laughs> but, good yeah. about the last 10 years has crashed down. Quarterback who has never missed a game. Smart front office used to bring in people like Bennett and Averill for free, essentially, and uncover draft gold like Sherman, Chancellor, and Wilson. Now they trade away the future for an underperforming safety and draft duds like a Fetty, McDowell, and Collier. McDowell's actually, I think, doing decently for the Browns. Uh, yep. Clutch play where we knew that our quarterback would score when we needed last drive points or the defense would hold a last drive lead. A coach who made play calls based on the strength of his personnel. A loud, enthusiastic home crowd that never, ever gave up or expected to lose. Now, if that's not a sign that a regime change is required, I'm not sure what is. Yeah, and he stamps it with an out. And, uh, you know, we talked about this. This is, again, I think me staying in the radical middle on this one is, and everything else is shifting. I saw, I think it was, I think it was uh, Hawk Blogger himself, uh, Brian, put out a poll. I think it was him today, just saying, hey, taking a pulse. Would you fire Pete Carroll? Like, oh, this I think season? he's done that just, uh, I, I think it's kind of a weekly pulse that oh, he's been really? putting okay. out. Yeah. So I voted on that one and mostly because I wanted to see what it was at. And I voted no. Like, uh, I think it was actually, would you want Pete to, to return as coach in 2022? And I voted yes. Um, and there was already hundreds of votes from what I could tell. It was at that point 25 to 75. So 75, 25, 75 okay. in favor of canning Pete. That's how far. Yeah. The mob rule has swung on this one. And that's uh, oh, after the so, game. I could I could understand that. Oh, I get it. I get it. And then we got Floctimus, another one I get. Floctimus was mad at Pete for a different reason. He wrote, Lion Pete, the liest liar, whoever lied. And he talks about no DT, talk about uh, Daryl Taylor. And Pete's quote was, I'd be surprised if he didn't play. Well, I guess Pete was surprised because Daryl Taylor didn't play. He did not play. Uh, Delwin in. Defense did a good job holding the Saints to 13. Out. Myers missing two field goals that would have had us the win. Yep. Covered those, but they are true facts. We had Schmick, Mickey Swank out on Twitter at Mickey Swank. He says, outs, back-to-back sacks to take him out of field goal range, then waste that time out. He goes, that's all on you, Gino. Well, that's hard to argue with. Bailey says major, major out to whoever is calling the plays. How do we target DK and Luckett six times combined? I think, well, they had, did they, 
it was I thought DK had five catches and or five five targets. Tyler Mill, maybe, yeah. Maybe it was <laughs> maybe, seven. Maybe it was <laughs> maybe. seven. That's probably not far off. I get yeah. it. We don't have Russ, but now we sit three games under five hundred. It's time to start taking risks. I'm sick of this archaic train of thought that's now killing us. But yeah, I I was with Bailey on this, pointing out that Rashad Penny got six touches and yeah, about the same amount of looks that DK and Lockett get in the passing oh, game. Oh, I, I gave Penny some looks. All right, they were they, they weren't they weren't nice ones either. All right, we did have this is nice. Well, not really. We had Chris, Chris Farnsworth, Chris Farnworth 14 out on Twitter. It was out Kyle Fuller for this whole game. Yeah, it's um, this is the one that keeps rubbing because I was on the D Eskridge train. I liked the, the, the D Eskridge pick knowing that there were centers available that we passed on. Um, and right at this point, I think I've got to wear a big fat O myself. And I, I, I think D Eskridge could be a stud still going forward. So I think long-term it could be great, but right now, yeah, sure. Would, would we like to have Creed Humphrey? I think we would. Yeah. I think just about any team would like to have Creed Humphrey since he's, he's performing so well so far this year. Yep. Bailey back in Bailey Lilborn on Twitter. Let me get to a DK, not, not for the big TD run, but for the seemingly getting the number one corner monkey off his back this year. Oh yes. Uh, he went five for 96 and two touchdowns against Ramsey. And tonight, one for 84 and a touchdown. Yeah, good good night for DK against the number one. Yeah, and he's just the continuation of, of the emerging as, as a true alpha in year three. Uh, a lot of times it's, a, it's a, a league year where you see lots of these, these big dudes step up. And we did see DK also caught a slant in this game, which we talked about. We talked about in, in the what if, saying, hey, if, if Tannehill could take a two and a half step drop AJ Brown could just do his thing off the line and they could just eat people up with slants. Well, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are extremely similar body type talent. AJ Brown's got some more, uh, you know, more, uh, more ups and, and high point ability, but we're talking about just ridiculously premier athletes. So they could both do the same thing. I was happy to see that we did execute a slant with DK and I want some more of that too. All right. So talking about wanting some more, we'll end on this one. Aaron Ashby, Ash Beetle 7 out on Twitter. Finally, Adams makes an impact. So ending on an in about the defense, about Adams. And hey, I mean, Brandon, two and five. You you got, if it's a money line, right? You know, like plus whatever, if the Seahawks were to, let's say, get to nine wins. So if you were laying a hundred bucks, what do you think? I don't, I don't have it in front of me. What do you think Vegas is saying is, is the odds that yeah, Seattle somehow goes seven and or does that become seven and three? Hmm. Yeah. That uh well what? No, they have five losses right now, so seven and four? No, because it'd be nine and eight. That's a lot of math to to put me on the spot <laughs> to do right now. What you you're asking me to do math on the record, math on the uh what you'd win for betting a hundred dollars. Uh, what's, what's your percentage? What do you think? Like you, th- that we get to nine wins because that's what's going to take to it to maybe have a chance to play. Right? Yeah, I, th- this is a, a situation that is just unknown because we have no idea how Russ is going to be able to bounce back to be able to grip the football when he's going to be able to grip a football. If factor he's, that all in, factor it in. Give me, come on, act like the whopper from a war games here. Spit, give me an answer, man. What is it if you bet a hundred and then you win? I don't know, like two hundred on top of that, and your two and your hundred back. 
probably that's something like, like plus, that. Yeah, like, that's like a plus 300. Yeah, sure. Yeah, gotcha. Plus there 300. You know. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Three, three in, three out, 300. That, that's a nice, a nice way to wrap, wrap this thing up. And um, as always, it's, you know, two and five, five and two. At least it's fun. At least we get to come out here and do this and, and talk Seahawks and the from the flock section. Everybody's still getting together. Again, my I, I said it last week. Don't give up on this team just yet. Um, I'm going to say wait till the bye week. Wait till the bye yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it a little softer this week, but don't give up on this team just yet. Let's let's wait till the bye week. Let's got to find a way to beat the Jaguars. I know that sounds funny and it sounds and it feels icky, but it's all the truth. Man. And I think with that, there's only one thing left to say: Go Hawks! Go Hawks! Go Hawks!